Welcome to Tolu's Corner, a lifestyle podcast that is dedicated to addressing life challenges faced by young adults. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about the people that made a mistake in the Garden of Eden, where there is abundance and allow God to pursue us to eat where there is supper. <laughs> so our conversation today is called The Woman and the Word. And basically, the idea is to see things from a woman's perspective and to understand our way of thinking, kind of. Um, in preparing for this episode, I came across some amazing facts. One, one of them I saw says that a girl's brain generally matures two years earlier than boys, really. And on average, women live two to five years longer than men. Wow, you guys are lucky. And to begin this episode, this podcast, I saw I was reading this book written by um, the Cory Rice woman, kindly find attached. And there was something that prefaced that I would like to coin. So this podcast is to help you see the world through the eyes of women who like you are phenomenal. Now, to join me on this ride are two wonderful, strong, young women that I really admire. These ladies are not just beautiful, but they have sexy brains. Let me not cap too much. I would love them to introduce themselves. Joining me today are Esosa and Mona. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Thanks for coming on my show. Thanks for having us. I hope our paycheck is ready. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, kindly introduce yourself. Let's start from Esosa. Wow. Zed put me on the spotlight. (laughs) No wahala. Okay. So, my name is Esosa Osara. Um, do, I, do I have to say my age? Oh, that's not. How about? <laughs> okay, just, yeah, just say anything about you. Continue. Okay, okay. okay. I'm 23 year old. Okay. Currently on my own agency. I'm into PR and marketing. My agency is called Boy PR Consulting. Aside that, I do other things. Basically, um, digital marketing, writing. A little bit of media consulting and production. I love writing, love photography, and I don't know. I'm, I'm a very work-obsessed person. Like, if you ask me for my hobby, it's probably surrounded about something that includes work. Writing, definitely, is included in my work. Photography is included in my work. So basically, most of the things, I would say I am a work-driven person. Always on my system, always on my phone, trying to like fix my schedule. Next thing to do, what's on my list? What am I trying to do? What am I missing? And 
I think it's a bad thing because I don't give myself a break. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm not living the young life I should be living, but then life is too short to take risks, I guess. So what else? I'm an introvert. I barely go out. I'm always at home. I prefer, prefer remote working, of course. So I'm trying to be a better person at that, Sha. But so help me God. Amen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> why why do you say um being work driven is at its advantage, so to say? Well, I would say because sometimes I, I get to meet friends that are a year, two years, three years older than I am and I feel like I'm the only one taking, would I say, life too seriously. Because mm. I see these people and they're like having fun, you know, parties, drinks, you know, just living the life of of how a young person in their 20s are, is supposed to live. And then there's me that is acting as if I'm in my 30s, you know, <laughs> always working, always fixing my to-do list, always on my phone, you know, like, I'm just so drowned in trying to work and fix the next thing trying to grow my brand so it's like i'm not living the 20s life so i don't know if it's a bad thing so i feel like maybe i'm depriving myself of, of what i'm supposed to enjoy sometimes but what can i do well i, I would i would not say it's a bad thing there are a lot of people that would like trade would love to trade places with you a lot of people would wish they are more work driven instead of all fun and taking life ah, ah don't, don't even let that one deceive you because <laughs> being work driven comes with exhaustion comes, true, comes with true. burnout and sometimes you don't get to achieve most of your goals and it's actually very very frustrating so so I'll just say everything has its own advantage and disadvantage. Exactly. Life exists because we have opposites here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Glad to have you once You're again. Welcome. Yeah. So our thank text you. is Mona. Mm-hmm. I've told you stop calling me text. <laughs> money woman. Oh, money woman. <laughs> That's a nice title. Ah, she's a money woman. <laughs> oh my God. Hi, guys. Hi. So uh, I'm, this is where I introduce myself, yeah? Okay. Um, my name is Alumana Faith, popularly known as Mona. Um, I'm a Texas, as I said. Exactly. I, <laughs> I co-own a um, consulting and creatives firm, Webmed Creatives and Consulting. What we do there is, basically software development on digital marketing. And aside that, I'm a blockchain enthusiast and tutor and developer all in one bundle. Um, What else? I'm into fashion a lot, even though lately I've been so techy, I've not really done much fashion. But back in the days, I sound very old. I'm not that old. Back in the days. I used to do fashion designing and I still do a couple of collections for some friends, uh, some contracts here and there. What else? I love music. I can't work without music. I have several playlists on Spotify, um, mostly 90s and 80s kind of thing. 
I'm an old soul like that. Um, yeah, so what a game. Uh, I'm relatively tiny <laughs> physically. So I make up for that in being quite as outspoken. So yeah, if uh, if you meet me, I'm usually quite shy until I'm probably speaking about something I'm passionate about. One of which is um, feminism and uh, mental health advocacy, which I do. And those are things that are very close to me. So don't put me in an argument about that because you will not win. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what I... Um, what my life centers around. I also do counseling, but not as a job. It's more like a passion. I get paid sometimes, so but <laughs> it's not money-driven. It's more like a passion. So I do counseling, mostly relationship and mental health and business consulting, of course, because I've failed in a lot of business. So I can, t- in love businesses. So I can tell you what not to do and what to do at the same time. So yeah, that's, that's, pretty much all I do. Thank God we are not here for an argument, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. And, and if time permits, so you'll definitely be giving us um, business tips. Okay, so um, Mona. Mona. Yeah, I'm here. What, what made you smile today? What made me smile? Okay, this is going to sound creepy, but I have this thing I do. Um, um, I've not really necessarily been all the way happy in adulthood. And I feel like it's not just me. because that's what Yeah, it's people. not just you. <laughs> <laughs> so like whenever I have bouts of happiness or periods when I'm really excited, I take my phone and I do a video and I talk to myself in the video, which is weird, but it helps me to... So, so um, on days when I have like downtime, which I did today, I woke up like feeling really bad. I pick up my phone and I make sure it's on Snapchat because like no matter the devices I change, I'm still going to see those videos. Yeah. So I take my phone, I go to Snapchat and I check those videos and I hear myself talk. And most of it is not really advice. It's just rubbish because I was just really happy at that moment. But it makes me sa- smile. It makes me feel like, oh, if I was happy like this once, then yeah. I'll get through whatever it is that's making me feel all the way bad. So I did that particular ritual today as well. I think I went through like four of those videos. And yeah, by the time I was done, I was really happy. That's good. How about you, Essa? What made me smile today? Yeah. Um, it's it's not something really serious. Um, there's this there's this community I joined on Instagram and they usually okay. send me meals. So I checked my meal this morning and I saw a very, what would I say, a really nice, inspirational, calming meal. And it made me think and reflect and just give me that, what would I say, peace. Mm. basically so that was what that's like one of the things that made me smile and of course that i saw today i mean i woke up this morning yeah. that also gave me this assurance that yeah it's only going to get better that's good um so i came across some statistics that would make make you guys smile more hopefully 
Um, so I saw something. <laughs> <laughs> I so this these things are very, very funny. I don't know. So it says one of it says women speak about 20,000 words a day. Why men speak about 7,000 words a day? Do you guys agree? Um <laughs> okay, I <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's it's a concept that has been for a very long time that women talk a lot, which I can't necessarily deny that fact. Women are very vocal people. Mm-hmm. Um, where men run away from some of these conversations, we tend to like to talk it out a lot. So it's not I'm not I've never done a personal research into that because like how am I supposed to know? But <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a possibility that women, you know, speak more words than men, considering we necessarily have more conversations than men. So I, I don't think that will be too far from the truth. Mm. Okay. Um, another one I saw. <laughs> it says the average amount of time a woman keep a secret is 47 hours and 15 minutes. Is that true? so you keep no, secrets because... more than three days see you know what i feel like people don't know that women engage in deeper conversations than men really right tell each other a lot of things like literally guys would not even you wouldn't i don't know let's say guys cannot find some level conversations women have so even if we're not keeping even if you say okay the, the highest amount is three days that, that's a very big lie because there are some conversations there are some things that people say to you or people tell you that you, you definitely cannot even say to a third party because you know that person trusts you enough to confine you or to tell you such aspects of themselves so basically that one is not true fair enough i agree Okay, another one says women spend nearly one year of their lives deciding what to wear. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the quietness, the silence. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deny that. In fact, I have no, I have no defense because. Yeah. Half the time, I have no idea what I want to okay. wear. <laughs> so it's, but I don't think it's a problem. I think guys have those guys that are fashionable guys, so to say, have those issues as well. Well, women is always okay. women are always fashionable, and then your designers don't help. What do you wear? T-shirt and jeans, or shirt and trousers? Like, yeah, I I feel the problem is the fact that guys do not have. A lot of options to pick from mm. exactly the options are quite limited so yeah, of exactly. course your your water yeah. is limited is, is that yeah, is that it's it or cool. our brain is just straight like we are very organized no, 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 no. It's, your wardrobe. it's your wardrobe if you came to my wardrobe to pick an outfit for me you probably have problems as well so it's exactly. just okay. because they are top they are Shirts, their jackets, their blazers, and then their inner wears, their braces. There's, there's the long skirt, there's the short skirt, there's the pants, there's the palazzo, there's the corsets. The last statistic I would take 
before we start. It says, an average woman owns 19 pairs of shoes, 111 handbags, and makes 115 different hairstyles in her lifetime. False. False. Which False. of them? The, the, ba- uh, the, the, the bags the bags the bags are way false the bags are false because okay. nine out of ten times yeah there's always a trusty black bag and this I'm not talking about the really fashionable people right now I'm talking about your regular average woman yeah okay. you have the trusty black bag that literally goes with everything <laughs> then you have probably brown or some other color that's not so um choosy Mm-hmm. But at least if it, then you have been like a regular, regular girl that has more than 12 bags at a time. Mm. Never seen. When you get to the real world and you start working, trust me, you're not buying that much bags, <laughs> except you have an occasion or something. <laughs> I don't see people buying bags are usually for people that either go out a lot or um, by go out, I mean like have multiple occasions and events and stuff or are into fashion or influencers or stuff yeah having like one thousand did you say thousand one hundred and eleven I don't know <laughs> I don't know man. Wow. so I don't know man okay so now we'll be going on a short break and when we are back we'll get to the business of the day Thank you. Stay tuned, guys. So welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you. Yeah. So our topic, our conversation today is centered around the woman and the word. So gender aside, both sides have ways of advantage and otherwise. What is one advantage that comes with being a woman? An advantage that comes with being a woman, um, I think one of the biggest advantages that come with being a woman, and it's it's kind of, um, it's part perspective, not everybody feels this way, is uh, one of, is being a, the only um, gender that's able to birth life. I think that's one of the most, I don't, I don't know if it's, I would call it an advantage, because it's not like an advantage over anybody. But it's one of the things that you get as a woman and that yeah, like uh, a unique quality. Yeah, it's a unique quality. It's not found in any gender. But beyond that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Really? Um SSA. Well, yeah. I, I think one of the advantages of being a woman is I think communication, hmm. basically. How? Because women are really good communicators. Yeah, true, true, true. Even in situations where there's like probably there's like a deadlock, 
people are not able to like find their way out. There's this, there's this um, unrest. Once a woman comes in to try analyze the situation, and then there's most likely going to be a solution, basically. So I feel like women are like extremely good communicators, and they know how to express their feelings. If it's not work related, if it's relationship related, most of the time they know how to express their feelings, their wants. So basically, I think women are like good communicators than men who are mostly, you know, self-absorbed and really, yeah. <laughs> Most <laughs> men are not expressive. When true, when right? when a woman communicates, uh, what they call it, what not, she tends to escalate the situation. Okay. Um, so that, I don't. That, I don't. Sorry, Mona. Sorry, to cut you. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with somebody and then he, the question was, his reply was, calm down now. That's the point. You guys feel like there is always a negative energy behind every of our expression, which okay. is not. Okay, okay. We just have strong, um, we just have strong, we just express ourselves with strong emotions. Doesn't mean we're angry or doesn't mean we're, what's the word you used? I said escalates. Doesn't mean we're escalating. We're just trying to make you understand how we feel. Fair enough. But you guys still don't get it. You guys still don't get it. Okay. <laughs> so Mona, you want to say something? Sorry. Well, I just want to say, um, escalation is not such a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about issues like at work <laughs> in the office, there always be escalate this or let's open this or let's let's do this or let's. It's actually a good thing. You're you're opening up the issues. You're trying to see things, you know, further. Trying to dig deeper into where is exactly the root of this particular issue, because a lot of the issues people have, especially between both genders, you know, we are different regardless of whatever it is you want to talk about. We're different. We have different perspectives. We have different bodies. We have a lot of differences. As much as we have similarities, we have a lot of differences. So there's going to be a point where you don't get what I'm saying and I don't get what you're saying. And if we don't open up the issue, I think escalation, it looks like, oh, you're blowing up the building, but you're not. If you don't open up the issue and, okay, where is this recourse coming from? Where is this uh, misunderstanding coming from? You th- Then you're not going to go anywhere. And Again, I'm a very should I say? Um, anyway, I'm I'm just someone that looks looks at things like from a black and white perspective. And one of the things I always say is the way women grow up. Most women, I hate generalizing, so most women, most ladies grow up, is where our emotions are allowed to flourish because yeah. they say that's just how women do. Mm. So we're allowed to feel and express some certain emotions that the male counterparts may feel but they are not allowed to express it because they are told that they have to be a man so they have to lock up some things so now when we grow up with these two different um, reactions to emotions or two different experiences to emotions and then we get to a point where we're having a disagreement obviously I that have grown up all my life being able to just show what I'm feeling. Like if I'm pissed off, I can talk it out and all of that. And if I'm hurt, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad about being vulnerable and say, oh, this shit hurt me and stuff. Sorry for using the word shit. It's fine. And compared to somebody that has been, you know, 
groomed, I hate to, I don't know what word to use, to lock things up, there's always going to be a recourse of, you don't even, you might not even get it. You're always like, like, <laughs> exactly. So pressing exactly. the word, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, why is it like that why is it biting like it's not that actually it's not a such a weird reaction you're just going to express emotions at that level and i think that's where the problem mostly comes from hmm. okay i think one of these days i will, I will do a, a male version of this and we'll hear what they have to say about your observation or your <laughs> Okay, so um, quick one. Are we are we living in a man's world or in a woman's world? We're living in the one percent world. <laughs> the one percent. Um, I feel like the world caters more to men than women, but I don't know. That's just me. So, sir, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like we're living in a men's world, not a women's world. Because most, like, like Omona said, most of the societal structures are meant to favor men than women. Education, mm-hmm. corporate world, even in religion. Like, it's everywhere. So I feel like we're in oh, men's world. Even in relationships, basically. Like, in everything. Why, so we're in a men's world. Why, why is it like that? Why is it like that? I mean, it has always, it's always been like that. It's like, now you're asking me why is it like that. It's like you're questioning societal uh, morals on why it's... And that's a lot on her. Exactly. That's like, that's like a lot to dive into. We don't know why it's like that. We just grew up to find out that it has always been that. this way. Sure. So it's not just from our generation. Like, we generations way, 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 way behind so it's always been this way and i and think that's why okay i'm hearing you. sorry no sorry I, I i think my network is making me not hear you when i want okay. to talk okay yeah Go ahead. so and, and that's where i think feminism comes in trying to like fix these things because i mean women also deserve some form of recognition when it comes to societal values and basically important spheres of life yeah. and then we also have conceptions of feminism but basically i feel like we're living in a men's world hmm. so this answer mm-hmm. that definitely proven that there is inequality and as they say life life is not balanced but it's favors yes, so like <laughs> <laughs> it's the male gender than the female gender and you raise something yes, Feminism. I don't. I don't like that statement. You said what? When people say life favors men more than the female gender, we we sort of, and this is where the argument comes in. And if you post this on social media, people, the men are going to rise up, and you know, and women do have their struggles. I'm a woman, but but it's not necessarily. It doesn't take away. The male struggle. What I usually say yeah. is life is unfair to both genders. Yeah. But the world is not um is not built in such a way that it helps female struggles. Yeah. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we all struggle, but for some reason the world has you know help of some sort 
or has structures that could help you know lighten the burden to a certain extent there's structures that allow you grow there's structures that gives you opportunities as a man than structures that cater to women's struggles because we both struggle two different struggles yeah and that's why i say equality is not actually the answer really because we have like two separate struggles yeah it's not yeah it's not because basically you can't a woman can be a man. A man can be a woman. Mm-hmm. We all want different So things. why are you equal? <laughs> We're not equal. Basically, we're not equal, basically. We have different, uh, what's it called, qualities. So we don't want the same thing. We just want a platform whereby we can, is it bloom or blossom? Yeah. I think, that's I think the word, word I always where we use can is... Express. Exactly. Just a platform equal, where we can express but not ourselves. the same. Like, yeah. we're not the same. And I, 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 I thought equal you were moving, vice, I equal thought you were moving to equal. When people say equal, I think it's a definition. When people say equal, they always think, oh, we've suddenly... Okay, for example, there was an argument where somebody said, oh, equal rights, then men should have three days off as well. You know, maternity and paternity leave. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no problem with paternity leave, but women's maternity leave should be longer, man, <laughs> because that's 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 a whole lot that they do after you know the birthing and stuff like that. And again, equality would be. Um, I think there's a country now that allows people take days off during their period, which is amazing. Kudos to them. I can't remember the country, but equality would ask for the same. Um, the same amount of days off for men, you don't see periods. So it don't make sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the agenda. So uh, equality. The agenda equity is the word, not okay. equality. Yeah, equity. I was about to say so. Okay, so so in small words, in small words, because right now we're trying to differentiate equality and equity. Yeah. So in small words, who is a feminist? So sad. Who is a feminist? I would say, <clears throat> okay, I'll say a feminist is a person. No, feminism has nothing to do with gender because that is that is like the first misconception about feminism. Okay. When people hear that word, they feel like, oh, it's a woman. It's not necessarily a woman. Men can be feminists too. I mean, men are feminists. We have yeah. a lot of them. So feminism is, or a feminist is someone who advocates for equal rights and opportunities for women. For now, women. we have a lot of, yeah, for women. There's equal rights and opportunities for women, basically, okay. where we have platforms that they can express themselves where their skills can actually blossom and flourish basically Mm. so we have a lot of misconception concerning feminism feminism is not hatred for men it has nothing to do with that a lot of women are married a lot of women are in a relationship and they are feminists i am a feminist and i am not i am not gay i don't hate men (laughs) i am heterosexual so and I think another misconception is that feminists are angry, an angry set of women, which is 
not true. Mm. We're just saying our voice and what we're trying to express. That's where sometimes misunderstanding comes in. And then all these things that most girls are saying, body positivity. No. I think feminism is not about body positivity. It's not necessarily about body positivity in, in a way whereby you start showing yourself naked online. No, that's not feminism. Feminism majorly is focused on how to make women live a better life in the society. That's 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 my personal definition. Mona, do you have anything to say? Mm-hmm. What what she she's oh, I mean she's right. Feminism is um and for me I always say this yeah. Feminism basically looks at the world and sees how unprepared or on unready is that is there a word like that for some of the struggles that women go to through and be like okay so how do we how do we open this up and find structures that would empower women through the struggles to get um to their goals and stuff and one misconception about feminism is that um oh if you're supporting feminism or you're a feminist then you have to be a career woman sorry a feminist can be a full-time housewife if she wants to yeah the whole idea between behind feminism is that you you get to choose i don't get to be told to be a full-time housewife i I get to choose like speak to whoever it is my partner and be like this is what i want does this work for us and if it works for us, then yes. And if it's something I want, because you have a lot of people that had to give up their goals, their dreams, their ambitions. Because they just are because the of women, certain... or they are the women in that Yeah, and it's always tied to their gender. And another thing about feminism is there's a, there's a brand of feminism, which I personally uh, um, look into, and it's something I preach, which is called intersectional feminism, where... Feminism looks into um, the struggles of male, of the male gender, okay. in such a way that we, we, it can be solved before escalating to having domestic abusers and all of this. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be people that nothing is wrong with them and they just, they're just bad eggs and there's nothing you can do about that. But a greater yeah. portion of it is um, the upbringing of the male gender because um a popular i can't remember her name but i really loved her i have a book by her but i remember reading the book where she said we can only be playing the defense for so long that's 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 all we can do you know defend yourself against some of these things at some point you're going to have to fix what causes this and is it our responsibility no but is anybody going to do it probably not Maybe when we start taking this seriously and people are going to join the struggles, which we've seen, you know, when feminists came up and then males are joining and being like, oh, that's cool. And that is where, and I think that's the future of feminism. Actually, you, we've seen a lot of feminists come up and speak about, you know, um, I mean, even the, the male domestic violence, we're speaking about male sexual assaults. We've seen a lot of people speak up about things like this because we, we understand that it's a ripple effect, Yeah. Some of these things will spill over, and the the women will become women will become victims of these things. So at the end of the day, people see feminism on the surface; they think it's a gender war. It's not. Yeah, they think that's it's like, about it's a gender war. And I, I say this, and it's very harsh. I don't care about your relationship in my fight for feminism. Yeah, 
As long as you're not being abused, you're happy, things are fine. If you want to kiss his leg and call him Lord and personal savior, I don't care. It doesn't necessarily affect my struggle. It doesn't necessarily, I, I mean, I'm a relationship advocate and I always tell you the best thing you can do in your relationship is simp for one another in the best way possible. So um, I don't, I, the whole idea of being a boss girl and being a, a, and the toxicity that has been placed on the whole journey it's just crazy. One of the biggest feminists I follow is Chimamanda. I love her so much. How work is usually like on the real life problems. Women go through too much all over the world. For me to be caring about who is alpha and who is not, I'm sorry. That's just Actually, the honest truth. I even, came, I even stumbled on a discovery from, I think, was it BBC or CNN? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are their um, media house at, was it, I think, Middle East, these Asian countries. And they were able yeah. to discover a particular or several apps that run adverts sponsored by Google and, was it Google and Amazon, where they actually sell women <laughs> for slavery. I mean, this is, this is not... Right. This is like modernized slavery. They have adverts that are run through Google to those apps where they sell women and then they tell you their location, their age, the skills that they have, and the fact that they are ready to be migrated to any part of the world. So far, you're able to pay the person certain amount of money and the woman be shipped to you. Like, it's just crazy. And I don't think I've I've barely, I don't think I've ever come across such a discovery that is centered around men. It's mostly women, young girls, and children. So it's, it's yeah, you get it. unfairness that is going on in the world. Again, so we have these problems, and you think you think I want to spend all of that time <laughs> that I should be using to find a way to level the playing ground and solve some of these discriminations against women and argue about who should be lord over marriages or relationship do what works for you and that's what i always say as long as your rights are not being abused yeah do what works for you and if you see somebody's talking about feminism and she's a full-time housewife she is a feminist she's just somebody that has chosen to be a full-time housewife and that's that's pretty much it and i think and i think the major problem we have is that these women that go through these things they don't they don't sons or they don't make their sons and male females around them understand that okay this is how it is so these people grow up thinking oh everything is fine and the the rest of the population of we, of women are just exaggerating or making it making up issues that are not existing. I mean, yeah. I saw a story on Twitter recently. This woman works at a private firm, eight to I think nine to five, and then she cooks fresh meal for her husband every single day, and she has I think she has three kids two girls and a boy now she says 
she was explaining to her colleague that's the guy that posted the story online and saying how she loves being a mother and a wife and a career woman and she cooks fresh meals for her husband every day and she totally loves what she does she's not complaining although the man doesn't help her in the kitchen but she's fine with it and then she mentioned something she said her daughter her first daughter that is around i think six or seven helps her too in the kitchen but then the boy that is five does absolutely nothing he sits with his gadgets in his room plays his video games and all of that now do you know what's going to be the problem the guy says first of all that boy is going to grow up thinking that a woman can be a career woman can be a mother and can be a full-time chef for him Mm. and should not have any problem doing that because his mother did so and then she never complained in front of him you see where the problem is coming from mm. now the boy won't understand won't know the struggles that his mom has to go through to fix or to make their family upright and then he goes out into the world expecting a woman that can be all of that and then there's this talk of at least my mother did that or at least my mother did this Crazy. if the boy I don't know if you guys can hear me yeah we can hear you yeah okay. So the guy was saying, if at least for once in a week, if the mother can make him inclusive in her daily life struggles or her daily chores, make him come to the kitchen. Let him see how stressful it is to cook. Tell him to bring the salt. Tell him to bring this. Tell him to bring that. If you're washing, he doesn't even do the laundry for her. If you're washing, tell him to watch you. If you're going to work, maybe um, bring your kids to work day. Let him go to work. Let him see. Let him experience things with you, so that he would understand that everything, being a woman, is not extremely easy. Or finding a woman that would be like your mom is not going to be an easy task. Your mom is a superhero, fine, but the world is not all cupcakes and rainbows for women. Women go through struggles too, and I think that's the problem. These mothers don't make their sons understand. That this is how these things work. Mm. Their sons are just afar of seeing the perfect figure or perfect image of their mothers, not knowing in depth the struggles that she's going through to keep the family in one piece. Basically. Mm. <laughs> this this is this is a lot, I would say. Well, we Rome, Rome was not built in a day, as they say. That's why we're having this conversation to enable more people know the importance of um, equity of both genders. Yeah. Yeah. Esther. So when 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 you go to markets, like you go to all these the main main markets, what is it called? Um, Eco and the likes, not even around Alaban trade fair and the likes. You see all these traders. There's a way they. Um, I don't. She regularly harass women when they see them, like to come buy their stuff. Is it just me or is yeah, yeah, yeah? It's true, yeah. Uh huh. It is. It is. And and the problem is, and the major problem is, they don't see it as they don't see it as wrong. Yeah. They see it as a normal thing, mm. and when you try to retaliate. They go as far as insulting you. Yeah, true, true, true. So, watching I, people, 
unwanted or inappropriately can count as sexual harassment. Mm. But these people, number one, most of them are not even literate enough to even know what a sexual harassment is. They don't even recognize it. They think it's not a thing. Yeah, I think so it's I mean, something they are just, regular. I don't know. So as, as, as a woman, being a woman, what is one ridiculous experience you've had? Ridiculous experience? What yeah. kind of just experience? Just one. Yeah, just one. <laughs> I have more. <laughs> Can you share? Well, well, when you mean ridiculous, um, I think one of the most, I don't know if it's an experience, but one of the most ridiculous things I feel as a woman is the fear of being alone in like certain places. Like that has to be like the most ridiculous thing. And it's not like a one time of experience. Yeah. And it's like every time. Uh, you could, it could be like day. It could even be like night. It could be sometime in the noon. But if you're working, uh, walking um, down a secluded place, even semi-secluded place, and you see a group of guys, even if they look normal, <laughs> I would I would most likely look for an alternative route. Of course. Just yes. a, I think it's just crazy to think that as a woman, I mean, if the reverse was the case, yeah. if there's a group of women and a guy, chances are they would still feel, and that's the funny thing, they would still feel like, they had to be careful. You know, that's the craziest part. I could be with four of my friends in a secluded uh, street and a guy walks by and we are the ones that are trying to like, oh, hope he's not holding something or hope he's not coming to hurt me. Mm. And, you know, trying to be careful. I'm not saying, um, you know, women can't, you know, be holding something or have men or stuff. But what I'm saying in essence is that generally, that's how it is. Like you could be four to five ladies and you're all scared of one guy. Like one guy could be passing by and you're like, and your fear is not irrational because we've had stories, it's happened. So it's not like, oh, you're just plucking this fear off like somewhere. And it's very, it's, this is not a one-time thing. It's a ridiculous experience. It's something I've experienced all the time. Um, another ridiculous experience because I, I work in the tech industry and I work in the business industry I work in the blockchain industry it is having to talk about things that I know and having people be like okay no first of all it's it's the shock when they know I know what I'm saying but then it's the doubt before I start talking that pisses me off mm. like it's the fact that you look at me and expect me to not know Sounds. about a certain topic or about a certain thing just because I'm female that pisses me off mm-hmm. like you do realize we're the intelligent gender no offense to anybody but exactly. I mean, I'm not the scientist that wrote the book I'm not yeah. the one and it's like they just expect I don't know it's like I can't be pretty and smart at the same time mm-hmm. why <laughs> okay um, so, Sarah, what about you? My most ridiculous experience. Man. Okay, I think that was... Um, was it 20... I think 2018 or 2019. 
because I, I was at Ikeja and then I was, I think I was on Mengen Home. So it was, was I think, evening time. But I was, I just knew that I was 10 because I made this and, you know, anything could happen. And then this person that has been working behind me just used his hand and tapped me from behind. At night. And the way I, you said? Is it at night? No, it was like six, seven. Okay. So, like, it was a bit dark. Not totally dark, just like the day was dim. And just tapped me. And it was so uncalled for. Like, why would you see someone walking in front of you and then you think the next thing to do is just feel her, like, tap her backside? Like, you don't know her. She's I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, what word will I use? There's a lot of mentally unstable people that are working on the road and they don't know they are mentally unstable. True. And Mostly in this Lagos. This thing has not happened. This thing has not happened once, has not happened twice. And, you know, and, and they act like, oh, it's nothing or nothing happened. When I turned, I was like, are you okay? Are you insane? Are you mad? And then that is what busted me off, man. I apologized and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, you don't know me. Was I even like, yo? See, this there has been people to talk about most. Um, is it embarrassing or most uncomfortable situation? Situation is plenty, especially <laughs> if you're a, a lady in this Lagos. Exactly. And the worst part is, it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to just accept it like it's a normal incident. Like exactly. some of them will even fight around. you for complaining. God, like, yeah, yeah, Okay. Like, it's and hard. you know, see, the thing is, if I had maybe been aggressive with that guy, people would still say I was overreacting, or people would still say my reaction was not needed. Mm. Like. Imagine if maybe I reacted by slapping him for what he did, and then people gather and be like, "What happened?" And then I tell him this, and then I tell them this is what happened. People, people would end up making me look like the bad guy and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you say, on, top, on top of that smart thing." Oh, oh, uh, and they'll tell you them not they slap man. Why? She, she ain't slap. And, and some can even go as far as. And she, 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 you know, get boyfriend. You know, you know a, a lot of uh, it's, it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Oh, so sir. Um, sorry. I don't know if I could chip this in, but I wanted to tell you something that happened recently. So a man came into the office while I was working. Yeah, and he was like, I was too young to be working at that office, which is not bad because, like, I get that a lot. People be like, I'm so, I look so young. And there's this guy that he greeted, like, really cool, like, this bro thing. And uh, I feel like he thinks that guy's older than me, but I'm older than the guy by, like, four years. So I'm like, uh, I'm older than he is by at least three to four years. And you know the next thing that pops out of this man's mouth? He said, he goes, but he can put you in the house now. What? Really? Um, sir. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I felt like I, I, 
I had and I'm not a violent person, yeah. I've never been a violent person, but I swear <laughs> I wanted to reach out and slap the hell. moment you are like, you should just give this person one hot punch. Just one. It's like I, I, I was just so I I I, I watched oh, um I watched Chimamanda's um one of her TED talks where she said she she gave a child for money and she was with a guy. She brought money from her purse and she gave the guy money. And the next thing the guy said was, thank you, sir. Because he assumed that whatever money she owns belongs to the guy. And she, she, she even said there are times she'll be in a restaurant and the waiter will greet the, the guy that she's with and will like ignore her. So this happens to me all the time. Happens a lot. Ridiculous experience. I mean, do you know? I, I remember once. So a friend took me to a spa shop, a spa date here, and we're supposed to have an excavating wash. And the next thing this lady said was. She actually went to the guy. She didn't even come to me. She just assumed that we were together and then he was the one funding everything. Fine, he was the one, but I felt, I felt like the fact, like the, the level of unrecognition hmm. women have in public spaces, like it's just crazy. And then she went like, oh, he should go in and then I should follow him. She wasn't talking to me. She was talking to him. So meaning while she's saying it to him, I should hear and I should follow. As it goes to meet her, I'm like, did I come to tell you and did I come to meet you and tell you that this person is my boyfriend or or we're doing this thing or this spa thing together? And then she said, I apologize. I'm like, you don't do that. You don't assume. What if I was the one taking in him on the date? Or what if yeah. I was paying for myself? You don't just you, you don't guys just went in there together, right? You said you guys went in there together, right? You weren't what? You guys went into the spa together. You're lucky. Yeah. I walked into a restaurant, sat down, and this 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 woman, it's actually a woman, that was the most annoying part, walks up to me and be like, who am I waiting for? Yeah, are you waiting for um, someone? Hi. I'm not, yeah, exactly. That's the sentence. I was trying to get exactly what she said. said, are you waiting for someone? Uh, I called you over to make an order, not to ask me if I'm waiting for someone. The things women have to stomach. Exactly. Must you, must you be waiting for someone? Can't you take yourself on a date? Yeah. Can't you come to your restaurant? Can't you be in public places alone? Mm. Man, it is a lot. It is a lot. I, agree. Lot. I really agree. Now, since the. <laughs> and, and, and men don't face these things, basically. Or let me not even totally outrule it. A lot of men don't face this thing. Yeah, majority don't. Majority, and they can't even relate. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, since since the introduction of this feminist, um, why did I say this? I said something flimsy. I'm sorry. Since the introduction of the feminist movement. Do you think things are changing? Oh, yes. Yeah, a lot. A lot of things. Like, what things are changing exactly? Or what has changed? Um, I don't think people understand how bad it was before feminism. So I'm going to explain mm-hmm. something. 
Mm. Uh, before feminism, women couldn't work without uh, the permission of their husbands. And even at that work, you could only work at certain places. Um, couldn't go to school. Or women couldn't vote. Um, couldn't, talk uh, couldn't talk in public. <laughs> it's crazy. Couldn't talk in public. Uh, you couldn't decide how many kids you wanted to give birth to. Mm-hmm. Your body was basically just there to be a baby birthing machine. I'm not saying this to be exaggerated. Like you could check history and you see a lot of things. And I'm saying this like generally, uh, people will tell you that before colonization of Africa, things were a lot better and there was no other, other one is story. I'm just talking about like in general, worldwide. Even, um, even before feminism, women couldn't, if, I think even when feminism started, I think women couldn't study certain courses yeah, women could study certain courses, and and even at the um right now, um there's certain um systematic gender discrimination, just like we have systematic uh, mm-hmm. racism in a lot of places. Yeah, systematic gender discrimination that I'm not necessarily saying it as black and white. Yeah, it's not saying oh because you're a woman you can't do this, but it it doesn't take into consideration, and that's why I said you know from the beginning of this uh, session is that. Women have struggles that are so far from male struggles, but there's a disconnect. So when you make rules and you make laws governing a particular firm or governing particular people, and 50% of the population is not taken into consideration when you make those rules, it's systematic discrimination. When you have 50% of the population, which are women, roughly 50%, and you make rules like uh, you, you have to travel. I'm just, I'm trying to, I can't remember most of these rules, but I'm trying to bring them off the top of my head. Like some of the rules that you know that, okay, women go through, uh, they, they don't have a choice. That's, that's the number one thing. We don't have a choice for some of these things. I don't get to choose to not have a period. I don't get to choose yeah. to not have a painful period. I don't get to choose to give birth. Yes, I do to a certain extent, but if all women chose not to give birth, I'd our race is gone so in in, in the right sense of it we're paying a a service to the world by actually taking up that responsibility of birthing the next generation i don't get to choose how long it takes me to recover so when you make rules that don't put room for all of the struggles that i don't have a choice in going through it's for me for you it feels like and she should just stay at home now, right? But for me, it feels you're discriminating against me. You're stopping me I from I mean, doing why something. can't you stay home? What exactly? You're stopping me from doing something I want to do. You may say it's equal after all the men are doing it, but the men don't have to go through what I go through. We have laws now in a lot of countries helping. I'm not trying to compare women to disabled people. But we have laws helping like disabled people. We put them into consideration, right? We're not saying that uh, um, it's unfair to the able people. We're saying we understand their struggles, right? So those are like how many percentage of the population are disabled? They're not up to 50%. We have 50% of women. And you don't think it's a problem that you're not making changes to the law. You're You're not considering them in a lot of things. 
And you're not just shortchanging the woman, you're shortchanging yourself. 50% of your workforce is suffering. They're having like discrimination against them. They're not being able to work, uh, you know, with their fullest capacity. And that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. This woman, Ibukun, uh, Awo, oh God, Lord help me with names. Awo <laughs> Sika. Um, yes, Ibukun, she said something in a particular uh, webinar that I was pr- privileged during the COVID-19 lockdown. She said, COVID has proven a lot of women's cases. Everybody had to work from home. Guess what? Women have been advocating for working from home, you know, three months after maternity leave for so long. And they said it was impossible. Didn't all of us mm-hmm. work from home? True. So you see how yeah. it is just people not wanting to make certain sacrifices because they feel like if she she doesn't come to work or if she quits we can get a meal to replace her and there's the problem now as 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 much as the feminist movement is to um create a leverage so to say and put women at, at advantage yet most women do not support feminism or the feminist movements. Why, why, why is that so? If it's something that should benefit them, why are they opposing it? Or why do you think they're opposing um, it? See, I, I think it has to do with um, most of the misconception. Okay. So if you see what most girls or most young ladies are doing today, you go on the internet and you see people, um, you see people dressing in the most obscene way, and then when you talk, they, 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 their response is, or they're living their life, or their response is, let women do what they want to do. It's their body. I think I think that phrase is even more common. Is my body, my body, my choice. That is not what feminism is after, but that is what most people see feminism as the right or the opportunity for women to do whatever they want to do, even if it breaks some societal moral standards. Which is why some women fight or do not want to get associated with feminism. I mean, there was a time that I did not want to get associated with feminism. That was, I think, a while before I met... I think it was, it was after I met Mona, then I started having this... I started becoming more convinced that the most most of um what would i call it most of the mainstream information we have about feminism or most of the mainstream things we see about feminism are negatives things that go against social societal morals things that go against ethics things that go against cultural standards that we all know that we're all brought up with so i think that's why most women do not support feminism. I mean, you see ladies dress somehow. Basically, I think the major thing is about this dressing. And uh, for example, now abortion. Yeah. Yesterday, I don't think I don't know if you read the news. Yesterday, um, the US they they ruled out the rights to abort in the US, and then there was a lot of back talks. And to be honest, then most people. Most people would say, let me do what I want to do with my body. 
and then they'll tell you in your face that that's feminism. The fact that they have the right to abort a baby, the fact that they have the right to flush out whatever, the fact that they have the right to wear whatever they want and be in whatever body shape that they want. Now, body positivity is not my problem. But my problem is when you dress in a certain way that is not according to my own um, the ethics that I was brought up with. You can't tell me not to feel a certain way when I'm seeing you. I don't, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If you act in a certain way, fine, you have the power to do whatever you want to do. But you cannot predict how I will feel concerning how you act or how you are dressed. Mm. And then I have, you I have to, an opinion on that, though. You have Continue. a what? Continue. <laughs> and then I have another will, opinion on that. Yeah, and, and then we, these ladies will still come up and say, um, you should keep your opinion to yourself that they are they are exhibiting their feminism right. Mm. That is not feminism. Feminism is not telling you to be obscene. Feminism is trying to help you live a better life as a woman in the modern day world. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I'm just using the dressing aspect as an example. And even sometimes, most female bosses, oh my Jesus, I've met horrible female bosses, horrible HRs, horrible people. And then you, you go back to some women and you ask them why did they, do they not want to support feminism? I mean, even these women that are in places of power, they mm. act as oppressors. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, that are making feminism to look like what it's not. And to be honest, the idea of feminism is extremely perfect. Like, it is so good. I mean, women have come this far through the help of feminism. I know we still have a very, very long way to go. But major misconceptions are the reasons why women do not... Even there was this story online, this lady, she doesn't cook for the husband. She doesn't work. She just stays in the house and demands for money for food, money for everything. Even the guy ended up buying her a car. She sold the car. She used the money to do something else. And then when she went to meet a marriage counselor, she painted it to be as if it was the guy that was at fault. And then when the lady found out the real story behind it, her excuse was, she's the man. He's supposed to do these things. She's the woman. She's supposed to enjoy yeah, I'm now, care of. yeah, she's supposed to th- be taken care of. Now, why most people hate feminism is because feminism sometimes challenges you as a woman. I hope you see where I'm coming from. It, it, it makes you see outside what the tradition is supposed to make you be. So you're not just here in this world to be a full-time housewife. You're not here to be a liability. You're supposed to work for yourself. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be able to fend for yourself. I mean, if the man is not there, can you stand alone? But most women, they don't like that idea of being independent. They don't like the idea of taking responsibility of themselves. Mm. And that is why, that's another reason why most women hate feminism. Because it's like you are making them, you are, you are taking them out of their comfort zone and challenging them to yeah. be And better. They, don't, they don't want that stress. Exactly, they don't want that stress. That's why they hate feminism. Because they are like, oh, you're telling me to go and work. You're telling me to do this here. I don't want to do it because this is how the society, this is how tradition has told me to live my life as. So it's a lot. Funny enough, it's 
it's two sets of people though. And um most of the time, sorry for cutting anybody short. But most of the time when you look into conversations like this, you've got to broaden your perspective, your like where you're saying things from. Um, zoom out, like I always say. There are two sets of people I know for a fact that oppose feminism, two sets of female, the really traditional ones. And they're not necessarily not independent people. And that's where you see the the bosses at work, yeah? And the other, funny enough, they're independent people to a certain extent. I mean, they're your bosses, they're independent, but they don't like you. And they would always hinder you. And it's always the ones that have, that are older, or it took them a longer time to get to where they are. And then you're getting there in like half the time. Or you're, you're young, you're not married, you're having time to like take extra courses, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of those things. And they didn't get to do that. Do you get? So it's kind of a... And I would say self-hate being projected. That's what I see from those set of people. And it's kind of, they just don't, they're just envious. They don't just, it's kind of self-hate. And again, we, are, we have this youthful, um, I don't know what's the word. We have our own youthful ways that don't necessarily, they don't necessarily like. I mean, you're dressing all fancy to work. And you're coming with your quite quite shoe <laughs> and your pencil skirt and stuff, and you know, and they've probably you know had they've not had it easy in their lives. I usually say those people fought tooth worse than we fought to get to like where they are. Yeah, and most of them have not even had it like very nice. And then you're coming, and I mean, <laughs> you work hard, but they see that you're not really experiencing those plenty plenty yeah. struggles. But it's not your fault. Is it your fault that a police officer cannot afford a five million naira car? But they'll still harass you for that. They'll tell you, if I can't afford this, why can't you afford it? So it, it's not your fault, but it's just their feelings and they project it towards you. That's the first set. And there's also the second set of young women, right? Young women just like you and I, that they see how easy it is to just relax and use your body. They exactly. see. My friend will always say, the only thing keeping us is home training. I feel good. <laughs> True. You see, somebody, Sosa, have you been toasted with a thousand dollars weekly before <laughs> to do nothing? Babe, let's call a spade a spade. Most of these guys that complain about these things, if you had the opportunity, you will reason it two times. Mm. I mean, you probably, I, I mean, I, I work, uh, I don't know, Monday to Sunday. <laughs> like, there's no weekdays off. And there's somebody standing me who's going to pay me almost times two of what I earn in a month, in a, two weeks. What is the For catch? What? For being unkindy. Exactly, what's the catch? And then you're like, what's the catch? And then the catch is to be their girlfriend. I am somebody's girlfriend already. All I need to do is switch the person. Okay. I mean, I like to look at things from a very... You know, not, it's not the friendship doesn't mean marriage. You're still single. I mean, I like to look at things from a very 
you know, black and white perspective. That's that's why maybe that's maybe why I don't judge people a lot. But I look at this thing and I'm like, I get it. I may not do it, but I get it. I understand. I I I get it. So you see all those things, and and it's hard when you've gotten things like that easy one, two, three, four times. It's hard for you to not say I'm not doing it again and then come yeah. out. Because somebody is preaching feminism, I bet yeah, you can coming take out of your feminism. comfort zone. So, and then there's also the ones that they've been groomed by their parents, their mothers, to not look. Thank and that's you. that's the problem with upbringing. You keep hitting on your head. You keep getting marriage hit on your head day in, day night, morning, afternoon, night. At some point, that's all you're going to think about. And therein lies the problem. At some point, that's what you're going to think about. And then when it comes to, you know, my body, my choice, I don't blame women. See, for years, women didn't have control over their body. No, no sort of control. And my, my, my dad used to have this parable. It's in, it's in my language. So I'm just going to say it in like, so I can wrap this up. I'm going to say it in English. But if you, lock, if you lock a child indoors for a very long time, and you open that child, it's going to misbehave. True. Yeah. Women have had their bodies, you know, taken control of so many times. Right now, they don't want you having a say. You don't get it's not some of them don't even want to have abortions. But the fact that men are sitting down to discuss what I can do with my body is a problem. They don't want you to be able to do that. Because it's that one step that leads to other things. Now I hear they want to talk about contraceptions. It's like, it's that one step that leads to other things. And then again, things are not always what they seem. Because if if I'm African, obviously abortion is a crime. Abortion is a taboo. You know, we have all of that. So I, I, the law doesn't really affect me anymore. But then I'm like, what about kids 10 years old that, that, that get raped? What happens to them? They could have easily tweaked it, you know, giving a sort of a clause or something. Yeah, maybe exemption. What about, uh, uh, they just exempted it. And now they, I've heard that people are being sued. People are being, having criminal charges for losing their pregnancy. Well, now, if a woman well, gets into an accident. Do, do you know what? Do you know what I yeah? support? I support the, the rollout, but to some extent, because I feel like, okay, first of all, it's very rigid. There should have been a few exceptions. For example, maybe rape cases. But when it comes to genuine mistakes, okay, both parties came together. They had something to do with each other. You know in your mind that once you do this thing, this is what is going to happen. There's always this subconscious that, oh, what I'm doing now could lead to this. That is why they are... Mm -hmm preventive measures and then one of my friends was telling me yesterday that okay most of these preventive measures don't work or can be fully trusted yeah condoms break but their pills their injections their implants i mean now you don't making that i feel so like sad. making yeah i get what you're saying yeah but let me explain something right a man can impregnate 90 women in nine months a woman can only get pregnant once. Yeah, I, I was getting to that part. Why is contraceptives a woman? Like, it's, it's, it's this, yeah? They always pick part. the easy way out. 
they always pick the you know, control the women this, part. There's this um thing that is even becoming more popular, bisectomy. Vasectomy well, might be less invasive, but I don't. I, I mean, it it could get permanent if you leave it on for too long. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> there's that. Yes, I'm, I'm, a guy that's probably like eighteen, a guy that's eighteen having a vasectomy and not getting married till like twenty nine, is lowering his risks of ever being a father. Really? Well, it's kind but- of like tying. Yeah, it's kind of like tying your tubes at a young age. Um, by the time you're going older uh, and you get it, you know, oh, you don't tie your tube. Sorry. It's like kind of like wearing IUDs and stuff. You know, you're going to have complications if it stays for too long, which a lot of people have had. Sorry, not tying your tubes. Tying your tubes is permanent, please, for those of you that listen. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, so like IUDs and stuff. So a long period of time. In fact, IUDs are even like less. Um, Bisectomies. Is kind of like you're snipping something here. Um, think of it, uh, I'm not a medical person, but think of it as over the years, that, that place is going to uh, probably heal over. I can't remember how they said it, but I know that the longer you keep it, the less likely um, the reversal would be because like you may just lose um, your chance. So it, it might work if you're probably like 23 and you're trying to get married at 25, yeah? 24, 26, or even 26. But if you're like 18, which a lot of guys start very lesser, probably very younger, probably like 15. If you're 18 and you have a vasectomy done, by the time you're 29 or 30, most likely you have a problem. And that's just it. But the problem with that, while the rule and the abolishing abortion thing is, one of the problems I had is that there were more men in that council than women. Um, Another problem I had with it is, you know, they they, they always they always do this, yeah. They always go take the easy way out, the easy way out, and I'm like, why? You could have had a conversation. You could there, there's so many things you could do to curb the aggression mm-hmm. rates. Yeah. But you chose you chose taking away people's rights. I'm not. I've never been a supporter of abortion because I feel like that's murder. But I think it's mostly. A result of my upbringing <laughs> than anything else but i have no problem to never experience they never been in that situation so you know consign me last last but still people it's gonna be i mean i heard about a woman who had a miscarriage and she's being charged for fetal murder uh although the charges Why? were dropped when they found her because now that, that's that's the ripple effect now if you lose your pregnancy yeah, they'll have to report it to the to the police so that they can determine if you did if you lost it no, out no, of your own no. ignorance that you tr- yes. I, I, I think she I think the problem is the problem is the rigidness hap- of can I can I say something? The problem is the yeah. rigidness of the rollout. But their major goal is to make people take more responsibilities of their actions. Now, the people yeah, you are basing your opinion on are like the minority. The majority are those who genuinely go into intercourse and then they know this is what is going to happen if you don't use protectives. Because they know that the easy way out is if anything happens last last, you can get an abortion. It, mm. it is not taking responsibility. But if you know that if you get pregnant, eh, you cannot remove the baby. 
people will sit up. Oh no, actually, that's that's the problem. Here. People will not. But imagine people will not. We we'll have not... a lot. Sorry, we'll have a lot we'll of, have a lot of what? a lot of illegal abortions going on. Take Nigeria for example. Do you think people are careful? People are not. What we have is illegal abortions going on. People are dying from abortions. You don't you don't solve a problem by taking away people's rights to do something. You solve a problem by actually solving the problem. The problem is people not taking responsibilities, making the com- in fact, make we make it compulsory for a lot of different things. Why can't we make contraceptives? Okay, we want to make sure that everybody within a certain age range starts seeing the doctor and it's it's put on your I mean now I go to the hospital and I do a normal malaria test and by force by fire I have to do a HIV test. Whether I like it or not, is there. I don't know what you could do. I'm not a lawmaker, but it's there's a way you could do. People are going to lose their lives. People are going to die. The way we, we have it in Nigeria here, where people have illegal abortion clinics, illegal abortion places all over the country. And it's for the very fact that abortion is not legal, doesn't stop abortion from happening. That's what I, I think that's a lot of people, people that have sense though, not the ones that are trying to look for how to abort, people that have sense. That's the, that's the most issue they're talking about. It's not like I want to abort a child or something, or they want to abort a child. They're always saying, okay, so so how do you solve the other one, the illegal abortions? How do you solve the discrimination about people that genuinely lost their child, but they will have to go through police checkups and police uh, questions and all of that? But at the end of the day, it, it's it's not abortion. It's not what we're here to talk about. It's it's really about you know. I feel like there were more women on the table, you know, they'll have a broader conversation. They have yeah. a brother, you know, they have a broader perspective. And that's, that's, that's the problem, it's inclusion. Yeah, let's have more yeah. women on the table. Let's have yeah. people bring up this different topics. When you talk about women education, whatever it is you want to talk about that has women to do with it. Let there be more women's voices. Yeah, basically there should, be, there should be more women inclusion. Yeah. Exactly. In, in like you have more women problems, yeah. they'll be able to tell you, okay, these are issues, and you know, life will be sweet. So there, um, there are a lot of gender flaws, as we've pointed out. If, or not even if, where would you like to see changes as regards um gender equality? If you um, are they, I'm sure there are places, there are things you would li- like to change the things that you like to see different so what are those things that you like to see um changes in mm. first of all more women on the table all right at the table and i think it's a two-way street um you can't force women to sit at the table so it's it's kind of like educating women first of all you know, to go for the table and having the discrimination, like I said, there's also always systematic discrimination here yeah? where women are kind of looked down on, like, will she have the time? Is her husband going to let her? Is she smart enough? Blah, 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 blah. All of that probably have that eradicated or at least reduced in order to have like more women at the table. And by at the table, I mean like in places where decisions are being made. Yeah. Um, also, I'd love to see, you know, more inclusion. So, so um, having to see women 
in power or in places that I want to be gives me a sort of boost that I can get there. So if you see too many, if you see males in particular positions, you tend to assign those positions to male gender because that, those are all the people you see there. So moving forward, I'd love to see women that are doing amazing things. And I, I've met, I've, I've seen, I've, I've studied, I've, I've researched, I've met so many of them, amazing people. I'd love to see them be giving their flowers in public. Like the same way we give the flowers to the men, I'd love to see them get their flowers in public. Not just for them, but for the little girls that would, would turn on their TVs, yeah? And see this women talk about what they do and they look at them and be like, oh, so a woman can do this. And particularly, I want women in power to not be afraid to talk about their kids, their family life and all of that. Because it gives, it gives us the knowledge that you can do both. You can have both. You don't have to pick. You can have both. And possibly, again, um, you know, a female pre- more female presidents. I, I, I love the president of Denmark. Amazing woman. So uh, if we can have more female presidents, that would be amazing. I, I think that's pretty much it. Mm. Basically, more more inclusion for female in way matters. And, and you said it's possible to be a family woman and a career woman. That's good. You um, can have them both. Hey, how about you, Esosa? Where would you like to see changes as regards gender equity? I think where I would like to see changes is I think male orientation because I think that's like the base of the problem. Oriented men make them understand, make them know, make them see these things. And this orientation cannot just, and I think like this orientation will be more effective if it starts from the family. Get them more inclusive in things that are stereotyped that, that are stereotyped as women's work. Get your guys, get your sons to help their mother in the kitchen, get them to sweep. I think Mona mentioned one example one time like this. When we're still on this um this group that got disbanded. She mentioned something concerning washing of plates. And then she said, um, guys, some guys don't wash plates because they cannot. They don't wash plates because they feel like it's a letdown to their person as a man to do a woman's job. It was something similar to what she said. So basically, most of these guys, they need to get reoriented at that. These things are not gender-based things. They're just things that should be done by human beings. Yeah, those, they're so basics. Like, yeah, they're basics. So I feel like if these things should be should be educated to these guys or to these men, they would have more understanding of what it's like to be a woman. And I think it would help treat women better. So when you meet a woman outside, do you have the understanding? You already have an idea of what she might be going through or how it's like to be a woman. And then they tend to respect them. Most guys, most I think most husbands that I know that are really, really 
or most of the husbands that I know that are really, really good husbands to their wives were guys that or men that were included in their mother's day-to-day lifestyle. Their mom told them how or like made them learn how to do basic chores, explained to them the, the process of childbirth. They were mostly inclusive. They were mostly orientated from the basic level, from the family level, before even getting external orientation. So I think it helps treat women better because women, most women treat, most women treat other women better. But the problem is, how do most men treat most women? So I think if they understood better, I mean, let's, let's just say 40% of the problem is solved. Because then they would come up with a better approach on how to communicate, how to treat, and how to view women, basically. Hmm. Culture does not make people people make culture so basically all of these foundational yeah. flaws can be corrected and and erased yes, okay so now i'll be reading a screenshot that i grabbed from mona status one time let's listen wow <laughs> so okay let me read um i think it was someone that sent it to you and you commented so i'll read but okay let me read <clears throat> It says, money women table. I ate that table. Having to be hardworking, independent, and oh financially <laughs> and financially stable young lady among your peers. Mona. You rarely get <laughs> gifts or taken on exclusive dates or spoiled because the person you like might, might not be as financially stable as you or might not be where you wish them to be career-wise. He just thinks you don't need it. Or if he does any of those, you won't appreciate it because you are okay on your own. Even sometimes you wonder if he feels inferior by your stability. And it makes me envy lady, lazy girls. Now, here was this Mona's reaction to that. She said, ambitious women tend not to get the romance. So how true is this and why is that? Okay, first of all, that comment was made by Sosa herself. Really? (laughs) So that's very funny. Um, Secondly, yes. So again, it's like I always do. There are like two two sides to it. There are people who genuinely punish women for being ambitious and being independent. It's it starts from Shabi, you said you're independent. Oh, yeah, do it now. Or Shay, you said you're a king. It's not like I can't do it, I don't necessarily want to do it. I remember um, I was going for an event wherein he was all decked up and looking good, and I didn't want to have to struggle to open a, a, a huge door. Not like I can't open it, but why do I have to struggle to open when there's like a guy wearing a dress that is much more flexible? Yeah. That would enable him be my friend was there and he just reached out i didn't even need to ask he reached out and opened the door and somebody that was with us as well somebody who knows how outspoken i am with feminism and stuff said should be a feminist open it now 
And it's not the first time I've had comments like that. I've had comments, uh, I cook for the guys a lot, like my friends, because they're hopeless when it comes to the kitchen. And I don't like to buy food all the time. So when we're together in the house, I tend to cook. I'm making my food, so it doesn't take me much to just add a few extra to make food for you. So I would usually just do that. And somebody walked up to me and asked me, you're feminist, why are you cooking for guys? And it's a guy. Like It's kind of like they want to punish you for wanting equity or for, for being um, somebody that advocates for gender rights and all of that. Then there's also the part where you do, you know how you don't necessarily think about sending your dad money most yeah. times? Like send, yeah, because you just feel like he has. He's fine. It happens to ambitious women a lot. Like, you just feel like you have it. Especially money women. Especially when you, when you spend a lot and you're like, you bought a new phone today, you're buying a new laptop tomorrow. Some of them just feel like, you know, you have it. It's not like they even do it on purpose. It's just a mindset. Like, she has it. And so, so it doesn't come to their mind. Quite unlike girls that just have like a lot of needs. Yeah. Like you just know that this girl cannot afford certain things and you just feel like, oh, let me get her this phone because she can't afford it. Or let me get her this because, you know, I know she won't be able to get it and stuff like that. It's quite different. Uh, I can't speak from the male's perspective because I am not in their brains. But, you know, these are things that I have experienced. These are things that I have seen happen. And I can't exactly tell you why, but most times um, uh, people who, women who are independent, you know, ambitious and all that, don't necessarily get to romance. But if you're lucky to find somebody who appreciates that uh, or who, con- who is conscious, who is intentional, I think that's the word, who is very, very intentional. Yeah, you get the romance, but nine out of 10 times, <laughs> you may not. <laughs> so that's just life, in my experience, anyway. Wow. Okay. Um, so there, there's this, the, the, the gender imbalance is, is a whole lot. Now for Sosa, I also stole something from your status that I would like to share. You said... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in the screenshots I have here, it say, you said, as much as strength in women is being praised, it is not so glorifying in the end. Can you explain better? Okay, first of all, I want to ask, has Mona spoken on the screenshots you spoke about? Yeah, she has spoken on it. Man, just being me that I could not talk, sir. <laughs> because I was actually the one who sent her that message. So it's funny yeah, that you are bringing Yeah, it up. she said so. Coincidence. It's very funny. Um, okay. So basically, yeah, I feel like being that independent person is something you are most certainly proud of because you don't necessarily have to depend on anyone when you need certain things, because you know you can fend for yourself. You are your own responsibility and you can carry that weight. But sometimes it's it's like an exhausting circle because, I mean, we all need a break sometimes. Yeah, I, I I find it pleasing to spend my own money on myself, but sometimes I don't want to spend my own money. I want to 
to go shopping with somebody else's money. I want to buy something, but I don't want to use my money because before I got that money, I, I know what it took me to get that money. It was, I had to work extremely hard to get that money. So now that I want to spend on myself, do I necessarily have to spend from my own pocket? Do I? So it's, it's, it's not so glorifying at the end. And aside that, sometimes people don't, people don't, um, what's the word? People don't, is it recognize your needs? Is it recognize that's the word? People don't recognize your needs because they feel like you are strong enough you're independent enough to yeah, fend for yourself. yourself. Mm. Yeah, you can take care of yourself. And so, even if you have needs, I mean, you're up to the task. No, I am not. Mm. Even if I am, doesn't mean I don't need assistance sometimes. Mm. I'm a kind of person that I would never ask you for money. See, I can, see, I can be in dear need of something, but I'll never ask you. Except maybe we're extremely on that level. But I feel like most girls that go to the extent or go all the way to ask guys for certain things, they get more attention. They get more assistance mm. than those who people view as financially responsible. Nobody's coming to help us. Mm. I, I saw a screenshot, was it not two days ago? Somebody sent a girl 500k. And I am so sure that kind of babe probably has nothing she's doing. She's just an Instagram person, spend most of their time on Snapchat. But me, I'm here. Eh? And I know there's somebody on my contact list that is rich enough <laughs> to give me 500,000. Hmm. But they would not do it the, because the, they feel like Esusa is okay. I'll call this Esusa has money. The dilemma. working. I said, I would call this the dilemma of a money woman. Yeah, they feel like, oh, she doesn't need this, she's working, she doesn't need assistance, she doesn't need help. And then, even sometimes when I'm having conversations with most of my friends about work, and they're like, oh, you're always too busy, always. It's not like I want to be busy. And then they, they, they say things like money woman, or mm. I admire how strong you are. Yeah, I'm not strong, bro. please. I am not strong. <laughs> <laughs> I need help too. Hmm. I break down too sometimes. Things don't work the way I want them to work too sometimes. Doesn't mean I don't need something or someone to fall back on. So I, I, it, it has its own um, advantage and disadvantage basically because people feel like, oh, they have to back off so they don't intrude in your space or you might not need your help. I need it 100%. Girl, I need it. But they don't know. And this is like one of like the downsides about being independent or being hardworking. Mm. Well, we have gradually come to a close. And I will say this episode has been so insightful and educative. It's nice having both of you here with me. Thank you, Esosa. Thank you, Mona. Oh, welcome, Peter. Thank you. See, thank the, the, that part where Mona talked about, I must hear it. Too. Yeah, I will, I, will say, I will send it to you. I'll press it to you. I was supposed to, I was supposed <laughs> to talk, but my laptop is very messed Sadly. So, so I'll, I'll end with this. I read this book, Kindly Find Attached, 
It was written by women that are working in Cowrie Rice. Cowrie Wise. Okay. okay. So Car- I just want to steal their forward, their preface, and um, put it here. This, um, not in their words exactly. Okay. According to them, is this book. But I want to tell you that this episode, this podcast episode, having this podcast episode to remind women that you've already conquered so much. And there is no limit mm-hmm. to how creative, fun, and smart that you can be. Women are a lot more than being um, kitchen material or whatnot. And the world, is evol- yeah. the world is evolving. And so let's all use our sense and evolve with it, I beg. Um, so, <laughs> so in, in my final words, okay. Yeah, final words. That's not like sound like as if I'm going somewhere. In my to end this off, <laughs> I will I will end with um I I watched one of Tim Amanda. I mean I'm a big fan of Tim Amanda too. In one of her videos, she defined who a feminist is in like simple terms to everybody having a lot of misconception. It says a feminist is a man or woman who says yes, there's a problem with gender. And we must fix it. We must do better. Yeah. Simple and straightforward. Shikena, not as if um, women are, are advocating for feminism. They are not egocentric or whatnot. It's just like something that should be normal, something that should that should be basic, and we should all see sense and meaning to it. Like I will love um, the feminist movement to have achieved a whole lot groundbreaking thing. So my daughter in the future would have a meaningful life of equity and shout out yeah. to every feminist out there thank you guys once again for agreeing to do this with me i really enjoyed this episode You're welcome yeah till You're next welcome. time kindly stay productive thank you and bye-bye thank you thank you so much You believe God is the one